प्रिय श्री गौरी वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की गौर भक्त बिंद की गौर प्रेमानंदी Welcome, Brahmasamhita. Nice to see you. And good evening. So we're going to continue discussing the Kaliya Dhamana, Kaliya Krishna ki jai, Guru ki jai, Ram Krishna ki jai. So we uh, we've been discussing this uh, episode for a number of classes, and at this point uh, we pick up where we left off, and in the last discussion, wherein the intelligence, if you will, of uh, behind nature uh, expressed itself. Um, under the uh, um, given the circumstances such as or so as to send a message macrocosmically and microcosmically to the balance of the Brajabhasis um, other than the Sakas who were with Krishna but remained in the village celebrating um the monthly occasion that the stellar influence during Krishna's during Balaram's birth appears. So it's kinda of like a monthly uh mini birthday, which was of course one of the reasons why he wasn't present and this is as if only he was present is kind of the thought amongst the cowherds. Mm-hmm giving what they're witnessing. And again, they're witnessing this from beginning to end, so they, they're most af- affected by the um, affair. But now, as I say, through macrocosmically, through the workings of nature, tremors and the earth, meteors, small ones like the one that just fell in, Colum- in Cuba um, recently, and... Um, and such uh, spoke to the superstitious people of Brudge. <laughs> Where you want to? One time, a godbrother of mine uh, had some some doubts about uh, something that uh, Prabhupada had said. I think he had said something like that if you clip your fingernails and don't clean them up afterwards and sweep it sweep it away then ghosts will come at night or thieves one of the one of the two something like that so he was trying to like you know that doesn't really happen uh, you know how do, how, do, how do I you know how do I understand that and so forth so I I, I gave him a transcendental answer by way of saying Yes, it doesn't happen here, but it happens in the Leela, mm-hmm. which is a much more charming uh, place that is full of all types of spirits and the entire entirety of the of the uh, of the world. The environment is animated. Mm-hmm. Now, if you contrast that animated 
environment. We spoke a little bit this about the other day when we were um, commenting on um, anthropomorphism. And, and, uh, um, but if, if, you, if you contrast the... I mean, humans naturally uh, project their sensibilities, right, onto others and so forth. And uh, in, in an essential sense, as I was saying, to repeat myself uh, with regard to that anthropological kind of... Uh, discussion, they posit consciousness in other species, self-awareness, so forth, which now, as uh, the, the, the more, more um, so the secular, I should say, uh, world is coming to realize that there, there, there is self-awareness in, it used to be, I think, I'm, maybe I'm repeating myself, but thought to be only in humans, and to think it was in animals was, was your, your wacko. Now, of course, it's understood that invertebrate appears, and but now then that's been extended to invertebrates like bees, insects, and so forth. And the next frontier is the plants. Did I say this? I think I must have mentioned it. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> there's an interesting evidence to, to that effect. So a pan-psychic uh, perspective. But at any rate, if you compare the Vedanta form and the Vaishnava form of panpsychism, um, which Godi Vaishnavism posits, of course, that there is uh, there is um, consciousness that underlies the entirety of the uh, of, of of nature, and it uh, appears embodied in different species and is is limited in its ability to express itself by that um, biological species it finds itself in by the karmic um, arrangement. Mm-hmm. Human life it can express itself more fully. And therefore, it should be concerned with something more than what every other species is concerned with. I often depict that as the why questions of question of life. Why am I? What is the purpose? What is the meaning? And so forth. But at any rate, this is the general idea of you know panpsychic idea in in, in, in Vaishnavism, and that, this, that the that the gross physical world comes out of a, of a mental world, a psychic and subtle uh, form of matter that has the ability, due to its subtleness, to reflect, catch the reflection of consciousness and thus appear to be alive and as, as, the, as the false ego that arises therein and the mind does. So it's a subjective realm, but it's pretty much preoccupied with the objective realm unfortunately but that's the mind it can be switched through through yoga and spiritual practice to be fixed otherwise if the booty becomes um, strengthened by spiritual insight and so forth the intelligence so so at any rate um, with that uh, basic idea then the world starts to in a meaningful way become alive and we may and and the Darishis would posit uh, personality to the rivers and the mountains and so it's a way of saying there's consciousness behind everything and they would tread gently uh, in, in the world and they would get as a result uh, a response from nature that whereby she tended to Reveal her secrets, as I often say. The biggest secret is that she has a soul, and it's and it's you. 
as much as the world, is a combination of the, the, the Tasta Shakti and the Maya Shakti, right? Um, so it's one thing then to, uh, by this perspective, kind of animate the world, material world, and, and see it in a, in a sacred sense, see it, that it has a meaning, purpose, there's a dharma to the world, an overarching purpose outside and above and beyond what we can come up with in our own minds. People say, I, you know, they want to know their purpose in life and so forth. You have to find that in the context of what the purpose of the world is. Um, so a purposeful, meaningful, sacral uh, universe compared to materialistic perspective, which just really makes it dead, dustbin, dust in the wind only, that's all. Hmm. Um, that's a very um, depressing uh, perspective. Of course, people will say, so what if it's true? But really they're, they're positing that there's something more than humanity. It's hmm. another thing. Humanity is, is, is an illusion. There's something, we say this, there's something more. Uh, but we are building upon the human sensibilities to a superhuman perspective. And so while we, uh, unlike Christianity, uh, we don't make this divide between the profane and the um, divine. The world is profane and, and uh, the heavens are, are divine. But... As above, so below is the tantric perspective. And ours is a tantric perspective, of course. Gaudiya Vaishnavism draws its its uh, mantras and uh, procedures and uh, and so forth. Yatrtanta Vidhanena Bhagavatam says, Krishna Barnam Tisa Krishnam Sangopangastapashanam Yagnaisant Gyutana Prayer Yutantihi Sumedasa a line from the previous verse and that verse is the Bhagavatam speaking very um, pointedly about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the Krishnutsava, the festival of Sankirtan, inaugurated by him, and the teaching about him. Well, from the Tantra. Tantra also means the, sh the, the, the feminine side of the text. Because they have the Vedic um, uh, male side in the Tantric, where the Shakti is prominent. So, of course, there's different shaktis, so not all the tantras, we don't embrace all of them um, in terms of deriving our, our practices and whatnot from them. the Brihad Gotamiya Tantra, the Gotamiya Tantra, uh, these types of texts quoted by the Goswamis, uh, and so forth. Um, the Pancharatric literature and, uh, and kind of the right wing, if you will. Of the, uh, of the of the of the tantra, so um, we um, to extend upon our uh, looking. How do we get to the tantra at the at the world in an animated way? Hmm? As above, so below, right? So, so, so this is the below. So the below is what it is in our perspective. 
because of what it's like above. So as above, so below. So man and woman are made in the image of, of Radha and Krishna, something like that. Hmm? Right? Um, so the, the, the cultural sensibilities that are theistic and in accordance with Dharma, hmm, which may appear slightly different in different cultures and different places, is not uh, to be dismissed altogether, but it's a near darshan, right? Hmm? A near darshan, hmm? darshan being the full perspective, near darshan, like a like a like a shadow of that. Hmm? So there may be there are uh, the, how many avatars are there? Nine, twelve. No, <laughs> you're way off. <laughs> The Bhagavatam says, Asankhya, uncountable, like waves on the ocean. How many waves are there on the ocean? How many faces of God are there? Right? Um, so he may appear as Shaktivesh in other cultures and teach the Dharma accordingly there and so forth. And, and so people will say, so is it Shiva or is it Peter and Paul? You know? Is it is it, you know, is it is it Jesus? Is it Jehovah or is it Krishna? Obviously people are or at odds with one another. It can't be both, right? Yeah, it can. That's our answer. It can be more than both. Hmm. Why not? Of course, we have certain uh, parameters within which, and reasonably so, we um, um, say that a religious expression must fall within in order for it to be genuine. Hmm. So... Uh, for it to be something more than just a product of the of the mind hmm? and an imagination, but um, which brings me back to my original point. I have to get back to that. Um, that um, um, uh, that it must be an ego-effacing path. Hmm? It must be not just a belief, but one that. Uh, articulates the nature of being and identifies subtle matter, uh, gross matter, as is done to one extent or another within all the major traditions in terms of the mystics uh, who uh, represent their heart, whether it be the Sufis, whether it be the Christian mystic, mystics, mystics like uh, Teresa of Avila and Saint John of the Cross, and so forth, or uh, or even on the, on the or in the Vaishnav world, hmm? different schools of Vaishnavas, or in the the, the Advaitin world. Well, you know, we have some problems with him, but uh, but still, it's an ego-effacing path. Even in Buddhism, we find it an ego-effacing path. Uh, so, uh, the possibility of ex- experiencing something more than psychic and and um, physical um, matter and if it's grace based as well penetration into transcendence and so forth which in which there are many prakashas just like there are many prakashas of krishna leela all going on at the same time he's a child at the same time he's a he's a boy at the same time he's an adolescent and all the leelas going on here they're going on one after another in a linear way, and one seems to retire, and the next comes. Hmm? But in the uppercut, they're all going on at the same time, 
like in different rooms. Just like the forests of Brudge, you can walk through and go into the winter forest. You can go into the spring forest. And the rain, rainy season forest. Or you can go into a forest where the best of all of them is appearing at the same time and so forth. So, Multi-dimensional, many rooms. And not only rooms for Krishna Leela, but 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 Narayan, Ram, Nisringha, and but uh, uh, from other cultures as well. If there we see certain symptoms that are characteristic of uh, transcendence, objective uh, qualities that confirm to us the veracity of the subjective testimony and experience. Hmm? You understand? And that's basically, again, as I often say, the harnessing of one's humanity, which is obviously supernatural. You've been trying it, right? <laughs> it's supernatural. And that's just the baseline, right? And bhava rising you know, out of, out, out of that. So, um, so anyway, a sacred world, and it, and the world is below, like it is above, and above is different prakashas. So there may be different manifestations of divinity in the world, and the cultural sensibilities in which they're experienced are a near darshan of what the complete darshan of that particular. Um, dispensation, if you will, um, is uh, ultimately uh, results in, or is, is, is constituted of. So, if you if you want to go to whatever it is, Jesus Loka, it's, it's, it's possible. That's Bhaktivinoda's Thakur's perspective, who said in his Gita Darsh, Gita commentary, one of his Gita commentaries. Yadaya dahi dharmasya glani bhavati bhartha bhuta nama dharmasya tadatmanam sujami hum. Pritanaya sadhanam vinashatiduskritam dharmasam stapanartaya sambhavami yuge yuge. Sambhavami yuge yuge. God appears, Krishna says, I appear again and again. Protect my devotees to, to establish dharma, so on and so forth. Again and again. Yuge yuge. Yuge after yuga. Yuge, Yuge. That's also a reference for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu then. Kali Yuga, Avatar. Sarvama thought, there's no Yuga, there's no Avatar in Kali Yuga. Bhagavatam says, it's Tri Yuga, Chana Avatar, Chana Kalo, a hidden Avatar in Kali Yuga. He says Yuge, Yuge, so he must come in Kali Yuga also. It's a side point. But my point is, Bhaktivinoda extends, and he says, and it doesn't mean only in India, in other places. Well, according to the nature of the place, and the Shaktivesh may appear, and so on. But, in my estimation, mm-hmm. wherever we find genuine spirituality, mm-hmm. ego-effacing spirituality, which with, with, with examples, experience, experiencing experiencers mm-hmm. within different traditions, the more that tradition starts to look like Hinduism. (laughs) 
Look at Francis. Look at look at Saint Francis, brother brother tree, sister bush. You know, mm-hmm. cousin Pichotti. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> How he looked at nature. That's why Lynn White, who was a very famous environmentalist in in the seventies, wrote a seminal work on the environmental crisis. This is in the 1970s, right? So it's a long ways from now. When I grew, when I was growing up uh, as, a, as a young boy, just before, you know, I got a driver's license, which was at 16 in the United States, then uh, I saw the first signs, do not litter, $50 fine. Do not litter. It means that people we would drive around and they you know, and, and, and just throw their garbage out the window. Can you imagine that now? I mean, it's hard to imagine. In the United States, anyway, it's a European country. It's hard to imagine if people would just do that. Hmm? I mean, everywhere. You had to tell people not to litter. And, 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 of course, the same people that resisted that said, hell with that, and threw their beer can out the window are the same people that are resisting the climate climate change today in a more sophisticated way and, and so on and so forth. Um, but they've given some ground, right? <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, so this was, he, he wrote about the, the fact that the environmental crisis as he saw it, which was like, you know, was the beginning of recognizing that there, there was such a thing, that it was born in, in the Christian... Um, a driving of the spirits out of nature in pagan uh, Europe and really making this, as I said earlier, divide between the, between the divine and the profane and let the two never meet. Because how can God be part of the world where there's evil and where there's problems? He's perfect. So he has to be separate entirely. Classical theism has to be completely separate from the world. A pantheistic or a panentheistic perspective makes him part of the world, makes him partly bad. This is kind of their you know, idea. So this bifurcation. And so then, then how to look, look at the... Previously, the world was looked at as sacred. That there were... In the, in the, there was a... It was alive. There were spirits, and uh, and then you had to petition them, and uh, and uh, and so forth. The people were more attuned to to nature and uh, its ways in a subtle, not in a scientific sense, by examining it with a microscope and and experimenting with it and and dissecting it and so forth. <laughs> When they wanted me to dissect a frog in biology, I said, that's it, I'm out. It was like, you know, early on, it was, it was they used to do, I, I don't know if they do that. So I'm out of here. I couldn't take the biology class. Um, but anyway, the, 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 the dissecting nature, they had this understanding of, of nature that's different from now, and it's not complete, but neither is the present perspective complete by any means. Hmm. While it has more insight about certain things, it may be in, so incomplete that it causes our interaction with it, based on that perspective, may cause greater problems. 
Hmm? Right? It's possible. So they had more like animal sensibilities about the world, who kind of know something about nature. Hmm? Listen to the river and get a message and so forth. And uh, of course, this is all thought to be superstitious, and, 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 and you could say it's superstitious, hmm? and then say, see, you thought you could cure the bubonic plague by petitioning the goddess of whatever. This is a shaman, but it didn't work, and here we're going to bring in vaccine, you know. And the plague is gone. Meanwhile, <laughs> uh, you know, who knows what might happen, you know, decades later from uh, cures in, in, in the present, um, not, not to dismiss or dis vaccines. Some people like them, some people don't, but um, just uh, we have evidence that our, uh, sometimes our understanding of nature and the way we interact with her as a result of that becomes immediately a boon, it would appear, from a materialistic point of view, but in, over time, I mean, hey, just spray the weeds with this stuff. Shh. They're gone. And your plants are bigger and better until you eat them for a few years and get cancer from the spray, right? And, uh, and then, of course, you're economically invested in it, so, you know, you're going to lobby against any laws to do away with it. We don't want to get too political, but um, but the pagans, if you will, you have a difference. You have the pagans attuned to, to nature and superstitious. And you have the, the Christianity making a, a, a pact with, with science and the idea of natural theology, that science would would demonstrate that the, 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 the true only one true God, and then you have India, where like they never could convert over there with the one miracle that closed down all the miracle houses in in Europe that somebody came back from the dead, because people are coming back from the dead all the time over there in India, and all kinds of other things. <laughs> uh, so it never got too far over there. A, a different idea where the idea that there's a difference between the self and the body, which was kind of, kind of a Descartes idea, was, was, was there, but not at the cost of, at the same time, this bifurcation be, between nature and, and, uh, and uh, the world and God, I should say. Hmm? Um, so, again, they were pan, 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 panpsychists, original ones, the Vedantists. And uh, so there was a himsa, naturally, that arose out of that. And a kinder way of living and interacting, interacting with nature was the, was the perspective. Um, you read the stories of Bhagavatam, the, the mytho-historical account of Bhagavatam, the spiritual account, and um, you, you, you understand that in that time, for example, of the Goswami's writings, even 500 years ago, and prior to that, the the the, the Bhagavatam itself, hmm, that it was a it was a very uh, they were very in tune with nature. I mean, they they knew all the birds and how they sounded. You know, now it's so 
far out here at night to hear these birds, and you wonder, what did that guy look like? Which one is that? You know, where can I find him? You know, some of them had other sounds and so forth. Uh, they, they knew them all. They knew all the trees, and they were so in tune with 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 nature. And the Jamuna we were talking about, which comes up in this Leela, was so much uh, regarded and so forth. Now you can go to India today and see that they're polluting the rivers and this and that, but I mean, where does that come from? It's not coming from the Bhagavatam culture. It's coming from getting away from the Bhagavat culture, unfortunately. Hmm. And British, you know, they, they ruled India for, for 200 years. They brought some of their ideas like railroads and, and whatnot. I mean, these are, these are all ideas, ways, industrialization, and so forth, for, for living more bountifully in the world without that much consideration of the idea that this world is only a, a lift-off, a, a, a point for lifting off to go, that we should look at the world and innovate and so forth as much as is necessary to live a life that's aimed at attaining that which is the actual darshan, from the near darshan to the darshan, so, so, so as above, so below. So that world hmm, is determinate. There's an indeterminate feature, Brahman, but it's not the Vaishnav interest, right? Hmm? We're interested in, in love, so there has to be variety and so forth. Hmm? And so a determinate absolute with qualities and so forth. So I told that fellow, well, Look at it like this. I think I said it right. When you cut their, your nails, it happens in the leela. In the brudge, it happens. These will come. He liked that very much. So try to live in the leela perspective in, in, in this world. Sometimes we have to weigh in on the world, the way people think and talk about it and so forth, as we're doing a little bit tonight, back and to... to um, appreciate more deeply our particular uh, perspective, right? So, um, to the Leela, how do we get to all this? How do we start? Right, so they, we left off, they were... The n nature has intelligence to it, right? Something we refer to them as the devas. So, the movements of nature, they responded to the, the plight, as it would appear, of Krishna, hmm? like the cowherds did, like the cows did, hmm? and in their own way, like in the movie Avatar. Did you see the movie Avatar? Uh, something about a trees or something, and they have the roots, and they communicate. Sounds reasonable. Um, so the nature sent messages and the people were tuned in enough to nature to read the messages and say, oh, this is, this is an inauspicious omen. And then their bodies started to quiver on the left side and on the right side, whether they were men or women, in the thigh and in the, and in the face and so forth. And, and so microcosmically in their bodies, that's made out of the nature and then in the macrocosm of nature. And they understood disaster has struck. Hmm. Bhagavatam invokes the word nidhanam, I think. And they thought, Nidhanam, Krishna has died. The word Nidhanam also, it, it, however, it also means like uh, like hidden treasure. So it, it, it also, it, it, in both ways you could say, 
he died is a is a Madhurya perspective. Madhurya meaning sweet. Krishna can't die. That's the Aishvarya perspective. Madhurya perspective is he, is he could die. Hmm. They say he died, hmm. and they're also they're also saying that, that he's our that our treasure. Treasure is implied in the verse. Is is, is lost. They're 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 they're. They're thinking completely in a Madhurya perspective about Krishna. They don't think that, you know, well, what's the problem? It's Krishna. <laughs> you know, he can get out of the coils of Kali or wherever he is, whatever problem he's in. There's nothing to worry about. They're extremely uh, worried. And as I said, they, they reacted like very raw, in a very raw way, like a mother animal uh, bear protecting her youth. And they were just like ready to you know do whatever and and it went, and of course what, what they they were concerned only about krishna and balaram who was the center of their celebrations the party was being rained on now by these inauspicious omens and so they 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 turned naturally and everyone's eyes on were on on balaram mm. So they are under the shelter of Krishna and Balaram. And we're thinking of Krishna's... They they put two and two together also. Balaram's here. He stayed back. Krishna's gone to the Kaliya. This is what's in Yisoda's mind. Krishna's gone. I told him not to go. Balaram told him not to go. Hmm. Balaram had given a message to Subal, but he didn't get there in time. Krishna went. Hmm. So that, and and now, as much as Mother Yasoda told him every day, okay, if you're going to go, don't go that Kali Lake now, don't go that Kali Lake. As much as she said every day, when these omens arose, she realized he's gone, because the more she told him not to, the more it was assured, from a Sakurati point of view, he would go. Hmm. That just the more she said don't go, the more the f- forbidden fruit fruit is always sweeter. So he never was. Not a day went by when she didn't caution him. Not a day went by when he when he didn't think, "I'm going to go there and get that Kaliya and and and, and deal with him." And my my hero is heroism, which is so central to Sakurati. So she could figure out her worst nightmare has had come true, and Krishna had gone. And just see, she was right to caution him. Now what to do? Where are they going to turn to? But to Krishna's other self. They only turn to Krishna. They don't turn to any gods and goddesses or anybody else. Hmm. So the other self of Krishna is there with them, Balaram. They turn to him, and he looks and simply smiles. Hmm. What's in the smile of Balaram? Tamsata kataran viksha bhagavan maravo bhala prahasya kinchin Novacha Prabhavagyo Saha. This is a verse from Bhagavatam. Hmm. This is a Sukadev speaking. He says here that he describes Balaram as Bhagavan Madhavo Bala. Here the word Madhavo means very intelligent. Hmm.
Ma means one of the meanings of Ma is knowledge, and Dava means like to carry or to bear, so the bearer of knowledge. So it speaks about Bhagavan, Madhavo, Bala. Madhava obviously is also a name for Krishna. There are different meanings for the words, and we've talked about that, the names, the epithets we talked about at that time. But here it's invoked in relation to Balaram in a different way. Bhagavan sounds full of Aishvarya. Bhagavan, Madhavo, Bhagavan, who is very intelligent, Bala, means Balaram. Mm-hmm. His name is Balaram. He's Bhagavan, and he's super, he's omniscient. So they turn to the omniscient uh, Balaram, hmm? Um, makes sense, but at the same time, the Brajbasis don't really think that Balaram is is omniscient. They just think he's the older brother. So, you know, if uh, and they love him, so they put themselves in his hands, and um, and he has done some. Um, well, he hasn't done anything yet. <laughs> he hasn't slayed Dana Kasura yet, but uh, uh, he's the older brother. Krishna's done some wonderful things, showed some heroism, at least the cowards say so. And so, certainly, Balaram's the older brother. He must even have, more, have even more prowess. Mm-hmm. He's able to defeat Krishna in wrestling, after all. So, But Sukadeva's words are uh, full of other meanings as well here. We know that Sukadev, as explained by Sanatana Goswami and Brihad Bhagavatamrita in his commentary on that book, is a, is a sadhana siddha who is pursuing Gopi Bhav. And we heard that at the end Uh, we we heard that uh, at this section, at this time in his kirtan, in the Bhagavatam, that he has stepped into his Sanatana Swami's company, he has stepped into his Swarup. Hmm. It's just just beginning. It comes really at the, at the in the Purvarag at the end of the slaying of uh, uh, Denukasura. So it's 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 this budding realization hmm, of Gop, of of Gopi Bhav, starting to. Really, really manifest in his kirtan. Hmm. So these these are some budding Gopi Bhav sensibilities that uh, that that um, that are, uh, you say, um, embedded within these 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 comments. The way in which he describes the um, the prahasya, the smiling, means joking, really smiling. Balaram, after all, okay, he's smart, he's an omniscient, he's very intelligent, so he knows everything. Mm-hmm. So what are these meter, meter, meteors and earth-shaking and inauspicious opens, omens mean? What are the implications of it? Omniscient Balaram knows, so we take shelter of him, and he can inform us and hopefully resolve the situation. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the Aishvarya perspective of the words of Sugadev here. But from a Madhurya perspective, Sugadev is a little bit, a little bit disturbed with Balaram. 
There are meteors crashing. There are earthquakes. Everyone is like in total anxiety. And all you can do is laugh. All you can do is smile. Hmm? You can see it's a tender young, young gopi hmm, who's, who's budding love for Krishna. It's just, just to be just, just prior to being old enough to really experience poor Virag hmm? and, 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 and the hero whom we've heard about from the coward boys and their stories. We've never seen him do any of these things, but he's the kind of hero that I would like to mar- marry, of course. A hero like that, a superhero. Hmm? He's like the guy in the movies that the girls want to marry, you know. Hmm? I can't think of marrying anybody. I got his poster in their room. Or the, the movie star or the musician or, or something like that. They've heard about him. They've seen his picture. Hmm? Heard the stories. And so it's affected their heart, as we've heard earlier, differently than the heroism will affect the Vatsaliras, differently than the, his heroism will affect the, the coward boys, who will think, yes, and we are heroes too. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> and the Vatsaliras will think, what are you talking about, hero? He's just my son, you know. <laughs> And the gopis are thinking, yes, he's my knight in shining armor. Hmm? I've got to marry him. It couldn't be anybody else. Each one is thinking that individually, although they haven't voiced it to anyone else, not amongst themselves either, hmm? even. Now, here's Sukadev, this, these sentiments are, are coming, so he thinks, well, what's, what's this? Our hero is in, in difficulty, and Balaram, who might be a resolution, a solution to the problem, is simply smiling. Hmm. What? What? So there's some criticism, in, really, uh, uh, embedded in his, in his wording. So there's the here is, he in the spirit in, of is his criticism, but there's, there's wisdom and Aishvarya and knowledge, in it as well. Hmm? So there's tattva in here, in the bhava. The tattva is he knows everything. There's no problem. If there's no problem, there's no bhava. Hmm. <laughs> so there needs to be a problem. Hmm. So what does it mean? So, so Sukadeva is thinking, how could he laugh in the face of the Brajvasi's distress? Was he drunk? As he's prone to hmm. intoxication, this Balaram. Hmm. At a time like it's his birthday, they're celebrating. You know, has he gotten drunk? And all he can do is, he doesn't understand the situation. He's supposed to be very intelligent. He knows everything, and he doesn't understand the situation. He's just smiling. Hmm? Why are you smiling? Everyone's in anxiety. Are you drunk? What? what? Hmm? So, here are the words Madhav Obhala, which Sukadev describes, which with which Sukadev describes Ram imply both perspectives, Aishvarya, and. Of course, madhu means also honey, and this uh, this forest honey is uh, distilled, I guess, and turned into an intoxicating beverage in the brudge quite quite commonly. So he implies, again, as I'm saying, maybe he's intoxicated. What, what, what at a time like this? So he's upset, hmm? and also. Madhava refers to the fact that he's a descendant of the Madhu dynasty. That means it speaks to his Kshatriya 
uh, side of um, his uh, parentage. He's the son of Vasudeva, who's a Kshatriya. Krishna's the son of, of Nanda Maharaj. Of course, Balaram's the son of Kshatriya, um, Vasudeva, and the Vaishya, Rohini. Rohini Nandan, Gejai. Of course, he's raised in the Braj and really is accepted by Nanda as his own son and so forth. But technically speaking, he's got this Kshatriya side to him. So Sukadeva is saying, referring to this. Then the Chatriyas, they tend to be a little more hard-hearted than the, than the soft-hearted, simple uh, Vaishya community. Hmm? So he's a little upset with Balaram, not fully understanding his, his, uh, his smiling. Hmm? And he thinks that how could Ram have let something like this happen to Krishna? Now, Asaka won't think like this, but a, the Kumari might. Nonetheless, seeing Ram smile, everyone placed themselves in his hands, experiencing the immediate, in, in the immediate, some measure of relief and sufficient resolve to search sensibly for Krishna's whereabouts. And this is also what Balaram had wanted to accomplish. But was he thinking anything else? Of course, he was. How deep is the smile of Balram is the, is the point tonight, right? He's also smiling because he knows what's going on. Hmm? And the way he's thinking about it is, hmm, just see that Krishna. Hmm? He's playing with Kaliya in the lake, hmm? riding on him like he does as in his form of Vishnu, on my, in my form of Anantasesh. Hmm? He hasn't shown such intimacy with me in this Leela as Krishna hmm? that he shows in other Leelas hmm? accepting Anantasesh as his bed, hmm? his pillow, his bed. Hmm? And here he's accepting Kaliya in that way, who is, after all, the brother of my own expansion, who is Anantasesh, and in this way is very different, as we've hinted at earlier, very different than every other miscreant that Krishna has dealt with in Braj or will have to deal with in Braj. So Balaram's curiosity is perked. How will he deal with them? I told him not to go there, but he's gone. Okay, what can be done? And now, with his omniscience, he could understand he's, there he is in the river, in the coils of Kaliya, and he's thinking of it, well, there's that Krishna, who is, who in his Vishnu form, I get to be his bedstead, and here, instead of accepting me as his bedstead, he's accepted Kaliya. Hmm. hmm. And so, what will, what will become of Kaliya? How will he deal with him? Hmm. Kaliya is different than every other miscreant. He has a different... Uh, background altogether. We've heard a little bit about his background, right? I mean, after all, again, here it comes up. Again, he's the half-brother of, of Anantasesh, being the one of the Naga sons of Kadru, and uh, half-brother of the Vaishnava of uh, Garuda, also. Mm -hmm. This is, of course, 
also one of the reasons why Balaram doesn't doesn't hasn't hasn't gone there to himself chastise Kalia. He's his, he's his, like his brother. <laughs> of course, he's gone rogue, <laughs> if you will, <laughs> and uh, acting in an unbecoming way. Um, and so. So, by this time, it was already late in the afternoon, and Krishna should have returned by now, but he didn't. And so, where he was and what he did, what the omens pretended and so forth, uh, Balaram knew the answers to these things, and the devotees had confidence in him. So, uh, perplexing questions as they were, they took shelter of Balaram, and he led the villagers then, of course, in the direction of Kaliya's Lake, following the footprints of, of Krishna hmm? along the cow trails. And, of course, the question might arise, how could they find the footprints of Krishna amidst, you know, all the cows and, uh, and so forth? And after such a long time, the whole day had gone by and, and so forth. And the... Uh, the answer is that, of course, these footprints of Krishna, as we know, the footprints of Krishna have certain markings on them. They're very extraordinary. And the markings on Krishna's feet, along with other markings of his, of his body, are, are um, sarvasalakshanam. He has auspicious bodily uh, characteristics. So some of them are, are the markings on the bottom of his feet. This is an udipana for Sakyarasa. Hmm? Hmm. Uh, the idea being, of course, they're very, very familiar with his footprints because when he goes cowherding, he goes barefooted. So, cowherds are very familiar w- with his footprints, and they, they're they that characteristic, which is so, like super extraordinary. Look at the bottom of his feet. Hmm? Let's check out the bottom of his feet. <laughs> wow! From, from top to the bottom of his feet, he's just like, super. Extraordinary, right? So, because he goes cowherding without shoes, because he knows the, ca- the cows are without shoes, I must go without shoes. Hmm? And, the, and the mother, sort of course, is concerned, but the, but the grass, but the ground may be rough, and the cows start going, hum, hum, like this, <laughs> saying, don't worry, we're going to soften it, because the cows will go ahead, right? If you try to call a cow, cow, come! <laughs> it's not like a dog, right? You have to herd the cows from behind. So they will go ahead, and they're telling Mother Yasoda every morning when she's concerned, and Krishna says, no, no shoes, moving their hooves like this, and the bulls, we will make the ground soft as we go. Don't worry for him. It's kind of who you associate with, you become like. So if I'm going to be a cowherder, I have to go without shoes, he thought. All the cowherds are barefoot. So his footprints, is in the Pogondalili, he weighs enough now in his boyhood, that they're making impressions. Hmm. Previous to that, he could make impressions in the spilled butter and yogurt and so forth in the house, but not on the ground. So, so this is pertinent also then to the this this age of Krishna boyhood, which is so central to Sakyarati. So, in these ways, the footprints of Krishna are are one of the qualities of Krishna that um, are stand out in Sakiras and serve as an Udipana for that Rati, for Prayo, Prayo Bhakti Rasa. Hmm. And so, but 
again, how are they going to be preserved? How could they follow them? They're preserved because they're so extraordinary that the, the cows and the, cow, the herd, the, the cowherds herd the cows, you can imagine this now, in such a way as that the footprints are always preserved. Hmm? That's quite a miraculous feat, but uh, such is the power of Sakyarati. Unless, of course, they need to be covered for reasons concerning Madriarati. Hmm? That you couldn't follow his footprints. So <laughs> that Jatila couldn't follow his footprints and find Radha's. And uh, Jatila's the mother-in-law of, so-called mother-in-law of Radha, who opposes the, the affairs of Radha and Krishna. Hmm. So, although moving amidst millions of cowherd friends and cows, the cowherds were so stimulated in love for him by the markings on the soles of his feet that they were always careful not to step on his footprints, nor to allow the cows to do so. And the rest of the forest residents and natural forces followed the cowherd's example through the course of the day, unless it was useful to cover or erase them in consideration of his romantic stirrings and intrigues. Thus the villagers, accompanied by Balaram, fixed their minds on following Krishna, Krishna's footprints, I should say, without distraction, just as calves are fixated on their mother's udders. They pursued the cream of the Upanishads, Shrutisaram, the ever-unfolding story of Krishna's exploits concerned for his safety. Shri Kaliya Krishna ki jai. Krishna Balaram ki jai. Brajbasis ki jai. Gaur Bhakta Vrinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi. Any question? Yes. There is the dancing on the Kaliya hoods. I heard to be hard as uh, not like the, when he's dancing with the gopis is more another type of dancing and that this dancing on the kaliya is the stomping style of dancing is similar to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's stomping style <laughs> <laughs> could you mention please? well I never heard that um, but uh, that section is coming okay. mm. but uh, the Bhagavatam does um, depict it as as similar to the Rasa dance, mm. so it seems to contradict what you're mm. what 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 you're saying, and um, and as far as descriptions of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's stomping, I haven't read them anywhere, so I don't know where that nice comes from. The sound of his feet as he danced, as he danced, sounded very beautiful. No, well, that's that no doubt about that. Oh. No doubt about that. Hmm. Yeah, that's coming. All right, what's the time? Krantarashima Bhagatam Kijai. Jai. 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 Jai